child, were you ever scared of the dark? Maybe, maybe you still are. It's dark, it's scary, you're not sure what's there, you're uncertain. Darkness covers a lot of things. There's uncertainty. You could have somebody, you could be in a pitch dark room and somebody could be right in front of your face and you'd have no idea. Darkness is very powerful. It can cover a lot of things. It can hide a lot of things. Except for light. The one thing darkness cannot eliminate, it cannot overpower, is light. You know, light is fascinating. You could be in that dark, pitch black room and light one small candle, and all of a sudden, the fear starts to subside. The uncertainty starts to go away. You start to see just a little bit more clearly. Just think about it. During the summer, I, I love to go out in the middle of the night under a starry sky. It's barely dark. You can almost see perfectly because of all the stars. How many thousand miles away? Light the way. Or you can look out, you know, in our small flat area. Central Illinois, you can look out at night and see glimpses of Decatur, Springfield, Lincoln, Clinton. You can see glimpses of the cities in the sky because of their light. Light is very powerful. And the funny thing about light is the more that you add to it, The more light you add, the more powerful it gets. Just like those stars in the sky, just like those city lights that shine, one you can see from a great distance, but you put them all together, suddenly the darkness is gone completely. The Bible talks a great deal about light. From the very beginning Genesis chapter 1 to the very end, Revelation chapter 22, we see the Bible talk about light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. One of the things that I love, and I've probably said this, I, I mean, I probably get up here and say the same thing over and over again, but I love, it's one of my favorite things that I've discovered over the past few years, that if you read Genesis chapter 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But day one, does anybody know what day one God did? It says he separated the light from the darkness. But guess what? When did God create the sun? What day? Four. He created light, day one, but not the sun until day four. So what was it? that was lighting up everything. 
interesting enough, we actually find out the answer the very last page of the Bible. Revelation 22. As God restores everything to him, to the way that he originally intended it, he said there is no more need for the sun because God, the Lord himself, provides the light. Over and over again, John has these ideas of light, about darkness, about how light can overcome darkness. I I don't know about you, but it does not take very long to realize that we live in a very dark world. I mean, you used to think that the violence, the rioting was someplace else, right? L.A., New York. Now it's right in our backyard. The hate, the anger, the rage. We live in a dark world. Any other time other than this week when everybody's posting their year Facebook uh, pictures, <laughs> that's what's filling up your timeline right now, but mostly any other time, you just see post after post of negativity, Some about our president. Somehow people want our president, just because he's a bad president, they want him dead. Really? You know, one of the things, I don't know if you've seen it before, but uh, there's a few videos out where actually they get celebrities, and they call it mean tweets. They actually read some of the tweets from Twitter that are about them that are mean, that are hate-filled, that are angry. This world is just a negative dark place. Well, and and I don't know if it's been, I don't know if it's any worse than it was from the very beginning. It started in the Garden of Eden, and I can't tell you if it's any worse now, if it was then. I don't know if it's any worse now than it was during the flood. I don't know if our culture today is any worse or any better than Sodom and Gomorrah, but all I know is we live in a broken and dark world. People shooting each other, killing each other for nothing. People spewing hatred and negativity towards people they don't even know. Well, I have this sinking suspicion down in the pit of my stomach that when I read through Scripture come to the realization that this world is dark, negative, dreary, and it's our fault. Read through the Old Testament. We studied the story a few months ago, and you see God delivers a a people group, the Israelites, from slavery in Egypt. They cried out to God, God, deliver us. God's like, okay, I will deliver you, and I will give you a new land, a promised land. A land flowing with milk and honey. And then you, and listen what God intended for them. And he says, you will be the light to other nations. You will show other nations my power and my grace. He put them, if you look at the map, he put them right smack dab in the middle of the known world at the time. They were to be a light to all of those nations that surrounded them. It doesn't take long to 
to realize after you read Exodus and, and thereafter that Israel failed miserably, right? Instead of being a light to other nations, they let the darkness start to come in on them. They started worshiping other, uh, other gods. They started making their own out of calves, out of gold, out of wood, because they can mold it to whatever they wanted it to be. And God gave, gave the Ten Commandments, but he broke it down into two things. Love your neighbor as yourself, right? Jesus tells us, love your neighbor as yourself and love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And those Ten Commandments outline one of those two things. They just give us a better idea. And Israel failed to do both repeatedly. And I'm convinced, I'd love to do a study on this sometime, but a, but a lot of people, especially people that say that they're atheists or don't believe in God, look to the Old Testament and say, how can a God allow all of this violence and all of this murder in the Old Testament? And I'm inclined to say, it's not God's fault, it's ours. Had Israel followed God's law, God's instructions to be that light, then maybe some of those people's lives would have been spared. I don't know. But I know today... I know the church, Christians, I know that this is partly our fault. That we're the reason that there is such darkness. And the reason I say this is in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stands and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You are the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Now this is very early in Jesus' ministry, it's believed. This is, this is what we're, what's known as the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And if you, you're probably very familiar with it, Matthew Five starts off with Jesus giving us an idea of how his kingdom is built and that how it's completely countercultural to the, what they lived in today. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who mourn. All of the things that the world considers weak or lowly, Jesus blesses. And then you have right here where Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. And then he continues for the rest of his sermon enlightening us, enlightening his readers about how the law was intended. Talks about murder. You've heard that it was said, do not murder. But I tell you, anyone that looks angry at his brother, sister commits a sin. Adultery. But anyone that looks at with someone with lust in his eyes. And he, he outlines things, practical examples for these people at that particular time in their culture that they could understand the reason that Jesus gave the law, the reason that God handed down those Ten Commandments. And you notice the language. Chapter 4, or verse five, uh, 14 of chapter 5. You are... The light of the world. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say you could be the light. You have potential to be the light. You might be the light. 
Sometimes you're the light. He says, you are the light. And now, you have to ask yourself, and I have to ask myself, and, and believe me when I, when I say this, a disclaimer, that I'm not preaching at you. This message is just as much for me. Because I find myself contributing to the darkness a lot more than I should be. Because the thing is, if we are the light, if we don't become the light, then what does that mean? If we're contributing to the darkness, we're not blowing our light out. We're just, as Jesus says, we're putting it under a basket. We're hiding it. We're not letting it shine. And, and I read these words, and I'm like, so it's a conscious choice for us not to be shining. It's tough. It's tough to swallow. And, and it's tough to think about, but... Scriptures like this and scriptures like Matthew chapter 25 when Jesus tells us a very scary passage when he separates the sheep from the goats. And he says to the sheep, I was hungry and you fed me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. I was sick and you took care of me. And then to the people on the, the goats, he said, wait for me, I never knew you. When I was hungry, you didn't feed me. When I was in prison, you didn't come in to see me. And what I love about Matthew chapter 25 is that the people that Jesus is commending for their behavior didn't even know they were doing it. If you read Matthew chapter 25, it says, Jesus, when? When did we, when did we do this for you? We, we don't recall doing this for you. See, they were letting their light shine so much, they didn't even know it. So the question is, what about us? Are you letting your light shine? Am I letting my light shine? Or am I hiding it and contributing to the darkness? And, and I have two, two very practical things. We don't have sermon outlines. You don't have anything to fill out. I'm going to give you two things, practical ways that I've started to think about, ways that I can be better being a light. And that's first asking myself, over and over and over again in every situation, am I being a light? Am I letting my light shine? And then I repeat to, my, repeat to myself, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. Because we have the opportunity to be a light. As soon as we walk out this door, every person we see, we have the opportunity to be light. To let it shine. Every person. Whether it's at Walmart. Whether it's in the basketball stand. Whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you do online. You know, sometimes we think that our, our activity on the computer, it doesn't count. Well, it does. We have the opportunity to be a light to our gazillions of Facebook friends, our Twitter followers, our Instagram friends, whatever. Every time we post something, we're either letting our light shine or hiding it. So ask yourself, 
over and over again in every situation, am I being a light? Am I letting it shine? We used to sing the song in Sunday school, right? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Ask yourself over and over again, every person that you meet, am I letting my light shine? Doesn't matter if you agree with them or not, you can agree with, you can disagree with somebody and still let your light shine, right? You can disagree with somebody with grace and dignity and love and still be letting your light shine. Second thing is try to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Maybe that person at Walmart that's rude to you. Maybe that person at Walmart that cuts you off. Maybe there's a reason behind it. Maybe the referee at a basketball game is distracted. Maybe he's, maybe he's working the, a second, third, fourth job because somebody is sick at home. Maybe his wife or child has cancer and he's just working the job to make some extra money and he's distracted. Maybe the person at Walmart checking you out that's, that's rude. Maybe she just found out she has cancer. Maybe she just found out she's sick. Or, or, or maybe her house has been foreclosed on. I don't know. And it could be totally wrong. I mean, you could be totally off when you do this. But if you start to think about where people might be coming from, then you start to realize, well, how can I shine my light to that person? Instead of be grumpy, instead of huff and puff and, and be rude to them, how can I be a light? How can I let my light shine to them? And it changes your perspective. And I fail just as much as you do, I'm sure, maybe more, at letting my light shine. But Jesus tells us that we are the light. So a challenge is, as we walk out this door, in every situation that we come on, that you ask yourself, am I letting my light shine? And why is this person being like this? Why is this person making me so angry? Whether it be your family, friends, someone that cuts you off on the road, whatever the situation is. Ask yourself, am I being a light? And one thing I, I, I want to mention quickly is, you know, for several years, I'm just going to be honest with you. You know, Sundays to me, and I don't know about Mark, you know, uh, this is his one day that he works. Just, just kidding about that. But uh, I don't know about Mark or, or, or Logan or, or Robin Jill, but, you know, Sundays for me are exhausting. I, you know, coming to church, I, you know, there are times you kind of dread coming to church. You got work to do, you got to be here at 7 o'clock for whatever, you got to be here at 8 o'clock for whatever practice or go through things or whatever you... You know, and it's just go, go, go. And I miss the point of church. A lot of you have the same thing. A lot of you walk out these doors and you, and you complain, oh, the music was too slow. They didn't play enough hymns. The music was too fast. Music was too loud. Drums were too loud. Uh, the sermon was too boring. 
don't say that today. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, wh- whatever the reason, the donuts were stale, the coffee was cold. We just walk out of here and we like to complain about stuff. Communion didn't taste right, you know, whatever. And, and we leave this place grumpier than we were when we came. Right? And some of us dread, why, why am I, I got to get up, I got to go to church on Sunday, I got to get dressed. Let me tell you something that, that I've found and, and that I struggle with. The purpose of church is for us to come as a body of believers and believe it or not, to recharge, to re to refill, to refuel us so that we can shine our light the rest of the week. So that when we walk out these doors, we are shining our light. And it's supposed to be a refreshment. We're supposed to come here and like, ah, I'm with my my fellow believers. I'm I'm with my my family in Christ. We're singing songs. We're listening to to scripture being read. We're listening to sermons. We're enjoying each other's company. It's supposed to be a time of refreshment, of refueling. And a lot of times we treat it as like, oh, we gotta, we gotta go to church. I can't stand that, you know, I can't, your person's gonna be there, whatever. And, and I, I challenge you to look at church a different way. Try to find that energy to be restored, to be refreshed, so that you can go out and shine your light. One other thing, we're going to do something. We don't often, we don't often do it. But, but I want to have a time of, of invitation. You know, maybe you want to publicly come up and pray with the elders and, and prayer counselors. Maybe you want to pray. You know, I have just not been letting my light shine. And I want to, today, I want to make a choice that I want to be better about shining my light. Maybe you have never accepted Jesus. Maybe you have never found that true source of light in Jesus Christ himself. That was the opportunity to come. To say, I want to make Jesus the center of my life. I want to shine for him. Maybe you just want to sit where you are, pray, listen to the song, reflect on its lyrics. But I just pray that you're refreshed. That you're restored through whatever method you choose. Logan's going to come and sing a song. Like I said, if you want to come forward, be prayer counselors. If you want to make a decision, they'll also be here. If you just want to sit and be quiet and listen, it's up to you. But take these next three, four minutes to ask yourself, am I letting my light shine? pray Father you have called us to go make disciples you've called us to love one another to love you to let our light shine before man God I know I feel I feel like I fail on a daily basis to do that I I feel like I hide my light more than I let it shine God I pray that you would help us that 
you would use your Holy Spirit to empower us to make a difference, to live counterculturate, to be a light in this dark, dreary world. God, you've given us your son as an example of how to live on this earth. I pray that we can use that example and that we can learn from it, that we can learn to put others first, that we can learn to be willing to serve so much that it costs us our life. God, I pray for this time. I pray for anyone here that has not accepted you. I just lift them up. I pray that you would, that you would show them your presence, your power, and your love. For those that are, that just feel so down and out, the darkness has just covered them inside, whether they're depressed or angry filled with hate, frankly. God, just pray that you would fill them with your love. They may see you and find that true light once again. God, most of all, we just love you and we thank you for your son. In his name we pray. Amen.